with skepticism from any of these people or anything along the way like oh absolutely and uh <laughs> and it, I, I i like to say as a a good scientist is always skeptical uh and so meeting somebody meeting me with skepticism i, I i'd like i'd like to think i received that well uh, <laughs> <laughs> There, there's a there's a there's a reason that uh, that folks might be skeptical of uh, some a solution like this. One in, in wound care, uh, I, I'm sure over the years you've been practicing, you've seen many different uh, advertisements for a wide variety of wound treatment products, um, and they probably all have some different degree of efficacy. In your hands, you may judge them as. Uh, very efficacious all the way down to non-efficacious, hopefully never harmful, but non-efficacious at least relative to what you would think control would perform. Uh, and so when you start into a new wound care product, just a little bit of uh, uh, question around, okay, does this really work? And then secondly, um, I have to admit that when, when you say something like, well, we're, we're generating something your body already generates, it's nitric oxide, and you go, well, okay, so how's that going to help? Um, wouldn't somebody else have done this? Uh, and so I love an opportunity like this to talk to somebody who's curious like you and say, uh, one of the great parts about this is we didn't invent nitric oxide. We didn't invent the idea of treating a wound with nitric oxide. I can point you to literally hundreds of examples in the literature where nitric oxide as a topical treatment works on wounds. And then once... Once you've got that level of belief, okay, so you're telling me that you, you didn't invent nitric oxide. You didn't invent the idea of treating. Okay, so what, well then what, what, is, what is it about this? Okay, well, let me explain that part to you, why this is different than what might be out there. And at least as we see it, um, I think this is correct uh, and fair, is that uh, nitric oxide being a gas... Um, Delivering from a gas cylinder is an efficacious way of treating wounds. It is not a convenient way of treating wounds for most folks. And so, um, because you have to immobilize the patient, you have to have the gas cylinder, you have to have them together, you have to treat for some period of time. How long can you treat that for? Is it sustainable over a long period of time? You have to do intermittent treatments. Um, so you can, you can kind of run through why, um, why that might not have taken off. And then uh, even relaying something like the story about Viagra, right? Viagra is not targeted to these particular wounds. There are other drugs that release nitric oxide that are designed to target wounds. Um, but the Viagra is a good grounding to say, oh, okay, so now I understand. Uh, you can give a drug, it can break down your body, it can be not harmful uh, in the generation of nitric oxide. Uh, okay, so, so now once you put those two things together, um, People like yourself, uh, when we met at VMX, go, okay, now I hear what you're saying. You're not trying to sell me on something that you guys found this and nobody's ever heard of it. Um, or, you know, you're trying to sell me this thing that cost a million dollars per treatment. Yeah, sure, it would work. But uh, every time I get a cut, I'm supposed to put a million dollars on my cut. Um, no, no, that, that, that's kind of the beauty of what we attempted to do. We took the consumer products good background and said, how do we take this and not only deliver it in a convenient form, but do it in an affordable price point? Well, let, well, let's talk about that. Let's. Why don't we go through the process? So, so you've got a wound and you want to treat it. So, um, a from uh, a veterinary standpoint, 
what is the what is the approximate cost, right? Right, because everything is how much is this going to cost me? How much is this going to cost the client? And then what sort of time frame are you? So why don't we go through this whole process of uh, of how this system works? So in essence, you 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 developed a better delivery system, is what you did. That's that's how we see. It. We believe that the yeah. delivery system is superior both on convenience and on cost. Uh, so I will start with cost. Hopefully, I don't step on the excitement of, of what this is. Um, Naxano, Naxano does sell through distributors, so we're, we're available through the four largest distributors in the United States, uh, MWI, uh, Midwest, Covetris, and Patterson, uh, all carry our product. Uh, and the price a veterinarian would pay for the product is about $20 per treatment. And so, um, so we'll start there. Product uh, comes either as a gel or a pad, and I'll focus on the pad, and we can transition to the gel in just a second. Uh, it's a little bit easier to walk through one at a time. Um, pad shows up in a pouch, and I apologize for the glare. There's instructions directly on the front of the pouch, but the pad is inside the pouch, and the instructions say you just open the pouch and you pour water or saline into the pouch. Um, and this is my cooking show demonstration, so you'd assume you you'd open up the pouch, rip this open pour water in and allow that to acquire for one minute. Now, if I can hold up uh, this one, this is our unhydrated pad. There's no nitric oxide in there. The invention, as we mentioned, was just the ability to generate nitric oxide at the point of use sustainably. This pad, and it might be hard to see on the camera, uh, if it resembles a diaper in any way, there's a good reason for that. Um, we took the same absorbent material that's inside a diaper and the same outer core that would be in a diaper for the reason that uh, it's very gentle on newly grown tissue. And so this is designed to be nice, soft, non-adherent to newly grown tissue, so you don't damage that. And the acquisition material inside, called AGM, or absorbent gelling material as it's commonly known, um, is designed to, in the case of a diaper, just draw water away from the body of the baby to keep that baby's skin uh, nice and dry. In this case, what we do is draw it in and that binds the water in there. Water activates the dressing. And so when it's shipped to the veterinarian, there is no nitric oxide in this inactive reservoir. The whiting is what activates that and generates nitric oxide. That goes directly onto the wound and then is overwrapped. Um, we, we developed this uh, for, like I said, uh, for, for diabetics, diabetic foot ulcers. So uh, we designed it without any adherent properties. Uh, so it does have to be overwrapped in some way to stay in place. Uh, and we recommend anything that can be used to occlude uh, the dressing. Um, that's everything from Tegaderm to Saran Wrap to co even Coban or Telfa pads. That kind of thing works as a great secondary dressing for us. Um, and that will stay active for up to one week as long as it stays wet. Uh, from a practical perspective, as we've interacted with more veterinarians, most veterinarians prefer to change uh, the dressing about two to three times a week instead of a single change. Um, and that's for a couple of practical reasons. One is that uh, as the animals move around, uh, they, you'll, you'll know this well, uh, they have a habit of, of removing their bandaging material, no matter what that bandaging material is. Uh, and so uh, it, it's, it's good to make sure everything's secured in place on some regular basis. Um, and, uh, and simply as they move around, uh, sometimes the uh, occlusive layer can slide a bit and it dries out. 
no harm to it drying out. It just shuts down nitric oxide production. Um, and so if a, a dressing were to dry out, then in that case, you would simply uh, replace it with a new dressing. Um, so they can last for up to a week, but on twice a week change schedules, uh, we see wound healing times reduced by up to 50%. Um, very excited, and unfortunately, I don't have something to direct you or to your viewers to just yet. Uh, at the end of January, so about six weeks ago, uh, we just completed our first clinical trial at the University of Georgia. Uh, Dr. Mandy Wallace ran the test for us, uh, and they're aggregating the data, and hopefully that will be sent to a journal to be published sometime in the next uh, six to eight weeks. Wow. So we'll have, we'll have some one, uh, wonderful data out there for everybody to go and look and say, oh, an independently run study arrived at this conclusion as well. Um, so uh, you can imagine that uh, on complex geometries or high motion areas or maybe non-compliant patients, it might be difficult to keep this in place. Uh, and so uh, that was one of the feedbacks we got from vets who early on tested it. That was our, our single uh, product at the beginning. And so what we did is we developed a second product uh, that does the exact same thing. We have a dry powder that has no nitric oxide in it, comes in a syringe. In this one, you would simply uncap the syringe and draw water or saline up to the five milliliter mark, recap that shake. I apologize for the cooking show here. I knew my camera wouldn't give me enough room to really show this whole thing. Uh, and the gel would be reconstituted in the syringe. So this gel, uh, was designed to be able to be dispensed and hold on to complex geometries. And so as I dispense this, you can see that unlike the pad, which is designed not to hold on to anything, the gel coming directly out of the syringe is able to hold on to the my hand even turned upside down immediately after dispensing. And so this also generates nitric oxide at the same rate as the pad. So it's two different product forms doing the exact same thing. Um, it's just designed for slightly different use cases. And uh, it would depend on the veterinarian's need, the area of application. The nice part about the gel is it's it's less size constrained, so you could go across a very irregularly shaped wound. You can go into a deep wound. Um, you can go onto uh, wounds that may be uh, small um, and then recap the, the syringe. Uh, it'll stay active in the syringe for up to about two weeks, uh, as long as it's not exposed to the environment, uh, beyond just the, the dispensing. Uh, and so if you have a small wound, it can be used repeatedly uh, with, with a single treatment. Okay, so lo locations, where, where do you not recommend placing this product? We recommend not placing it in the eye. Uh, and the reason for that is uh, the precursor to nitric oxide that we use is sodium nitrite. Uh, sodium nitrite is more commonly known as meat tenderizer. So when I referred to the Kroger trip of earlier, uh, that was what we were picking up at Kroger, is meat tenderizer. Um, and so uh, the, the wetting is what breaks down the, the sodium nitrite to nitric oxide. Um, and simply put, sodium nitrite is a salt. And so uh, applying a high salt content material into the eye uh, is, is not something we recommend. Uh, for the time being, uh, we recommend uh, that maybe not putting into the inner ear, although we have a study going on in Florida right now with Dr. Paul Canfield uh, that is looking at treating otitis externa. So um, I'm hoping that uh, once we have that data, we'll know about the efficacy and safety of putting the material into the ear. 
Beyond that, um, we don't have an area that we would say you need to avoid using the product. Uh, it's wow. generating naturally occurring material. Uh, everything in the uh, pad and the gel were designed, like I said, not intended to be consumed, but designed with the knowledge that consumption would occur. Interesting. Interesting. So mucous membranes and everything like like things I'm thinking. What about like abscesses? You can put it in the abscess site itself. Yeah, and we we have some. Uh, I, I I always I always pause when I start to say this. We have some wonderful pictures of this, and I think well maybe it's not wonderful that they occurred. It's wonderful that we healed them up. Uh, so yeah, we you can put them directly in abscesses. Um, we've had everything from puncture wounds uh, where it went directly into uh, things that have been. Uh, uh, say tumors that have been removed and cert- they're closing by secondary intent or dehiscence wounds, abscesses, and uh, it's great. It forms granulation tissue that helps close those wounds. And are, is this in lieu of oral antibiotics or do, you, do most vets still do in combination with? Well, I, I would say at the moment, most vets still do in combination. One of the things that we would love to see is if the infection is truly localized, uh, we would like to see this help reduce the burden of, of um, the use of topical or oral antibiotics. Systemic antibiotics, as you, I'm sure, are aware, are beginning to become under some pressure in the veterinary field uh, because we want to avoid uh, creating resistant organisms that can jump from uh, animals to humans. And so... Um, if you have a localized infection, one of the many roles of nitric oxide is, is an antimicrobial. And so uh, we do have some great data showing veterinarians who had what, uh, in some cases we biopsied, in some cases the veterinarians chose not to biopsy, so we don't always know what was in the wound, uh, where the veterinarians treated with our materials and were able to clear the localized infections. And, the, and the, the, the tube version is the same cost, or what, what's your cost of your tube version, the gel? Yes, so we, yeah, so, so we, we tried to price this uh, very conveniently for veterinarians. Uh, the, the difference is the, the, the gel tubes are sold in packs of five, and the, the pads are sold in packs of ten, but they're about $20 a piece. Uh, if you go to the distributors, you'll find a pack of ten is actually $199 for pads and $99 for gels. So right at that $20 a piece treatment That's range. awesome. That's awesome. Well, Jacob, I, time time is up in this discussion. I, it was a wonderful story. I think the product is phenomenal. I think the price range is phenomenal. I can't. I can't. I'm, um, full disclosure: Jacob sent me some samples. I can't wait to use them right now. I want to make them up and use them. Yeah, but but thanks so much, Jacob. It's a very interesting story. I, I wish you best of luck on this on this product. I think it's it's phenomenal. It's it's available at all the distributors. So. So um, if, you, if you're interested at all watching this, just hit up, uh, what is it? it's uh, Covetris, right? Patterson? Covetris, Patterson, Midwest, and MWI. Yeah. All carry our so products. there's not a vet I know out there who doesn't have a big uh, account with any of those uh, companies. So, so I hit them up. But Jacob, if someone wants to reach you directly, how what sort of contact? Can you give an email or anything that they be able to um... absolutely so uh, if you're watching this you can see my first name jacob it's just jacob at noxano.com awesome if you happen to forget that reach out to info at noxano.com awesome awesome you guys are really transforming wound healing i really appreciate it so thanks so much for being on the show jacob It's, it's been great terrific thank you so much this has been delightful dr tokyo
Thank you. And remember, everyone, love your pet like they love you unconditionally. Have a great day.